Behind all the glamour. Behind the Lux listings. A raw take on all things real estate. All things New York City. All, all things, things us. Okay, so we are back with episode four. Hey, Tim. How are you, Stephen? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thanks good. for tuning in, guys. We uh, we get good feedback on our first three episodes. Um, so we're going to do our fourth episode. And our topic for today is character over cash. Right. So what do we mean by that, Stephen? What do we mean? Let me first tell you, Tim and I last week, we went uh, for a few days. We were in Laguna Beach, California for the Douglas Element Aspire event, which was really amazing. It's like their top you know, a few hundred brokers and we're all there. And it was just so inspirational. And one of the panels was Ashley Graham and uh, Casey Neistat. And they were just, you know, talking about themselves and being authentic and social media. And I just found it so powerful. And um, Tim and I were talking about that. And what does that mean? And so bringing this back to our, our title, Character Over Cash, that a lot of what they touched on, and I think something that we all know is that when you're really true to yourself and authentic, that's when your greatness is. Someone used to say to me, uh, when you're vulnerable, <coughs> excuse me, when you're vulnerable, you're the most powerful. Mm-hmm. And um, so character over cash is a cute way of saying. I think taking care of people, doing what's right, um, and knowing that that will come back to you in the end. Yeah, tenfold. But that's not why you do it. No, of course not. Yeah. But I think, you know, especially in in the current day, you know, standing up for what's right is not always easy. Right. Um, you know, and I think there's so many examples. Yeah. And I think that's where we went. So the whole uh, Kanye or yay or whatever the hell we call that guy Um last week or the week before, whenever it was, um, you know, I have my, um, my Adidas, my Stan, my Stan Smiths. Thanks. Jay Soros. Yep. Got me wearing those. Anyway. Um, you know, I went to put them on one morning and literally it was right when all this was happening and Adidas had not taken their stance yet. And I wouldn't, I, I decided I'm not wearing them. And I thought that's oh, such a simple thing. Who cares? So you're, you know, just, but every person makes a difference. And I made a comment to someone, oh, they should, they should boycott, you know, Adidas for not doing this. Not, this was before they pulled out um, and dropped Kanye. And then when I said that, I was like, well, who's they? And why don't I say something if I feel so strongly about this? And I guess in my small way, not wearing Adidas that day is, was my stance. And then, of course, the next day, Adidas dropped him. And I, with pride, put my Stan Smiths back on and bought another pair of Adidas. Uh, so now I have a few. But anyway, it just got me to thinking. And Tim and I were talking about character over cash, as Adidas did, as I think many um, corporations have ethical, moral stances. But there's a time where that has to come over cash and profits. Yeah, and I think they were, I mean, truthfully, I think they were late. I mean, I think they missed the window um, where they're pulling out of 
the deal with Kanye really could have had a powerful impact. But if I they think, did it sooner. Yeah, I think they missed the window. I mean, I think their hands were tied when they did it and they had no option. Right. Um, you know, do I wear Adidas? I mean, I wear these the Stan Smiths you're talking about, yep. but it's not a brand that I like live for. So right. I don't really, um, but I think they missed the window. But I think, you know, it needs to, I think corporations need to, no matter what happens to their bottom line, they need to take this stance and, you know, put character first. Because again, it just goes further and it goes in the long run. I think they'll do better. But unfortunately, these companies don't always make the right decision. Well, they make decisions for profits, yep. which I get it. We're in business. Yep. That's why we're here, why we have a podcast. We actually, we sell real estate. That's what brings us together. Yep. However, I mean, in the end, we're, we're, human beings and creating a better life, not just financially is, I mean, that's, that's the depth of it. If you look where things are, and I struggle with this as a parent, we live in such a consumer consumption society that I think really people lose focus. It's like when Black Friday started pouring into Thanksgiving right, and that employees couldn't take Thanksgiving off because they had to be at work by four o'clock that afternoon because Black Friday was starting on Thanksgiving. Because someone needed a flat screen TV. Yes. And people were yeah. being trampled in Correct. order to get the, I mean, yep. that's, sorry, that's fucked up. <laughs> it's really fucked up. Yeah. And what is up with, I mean, really? I, I just, I, I don't get that. And I think someone like Kanye, it's money, it's power, and it's fame. And I was talking about this last night with friends. I don't think, I mean, I was, again, I was never a Kanye West fan. I truthfully couldn't put a, I couldn't name one of his songs, right. maybe one. Um, but, you know, why does someone like that hold so much power in our lives? Um, and quite frankly, there's been other things Kanye's done that we've turned our heads to. You know, we've turned our back and we've not stood up. Um, but this thing, this situation with his remarks, I think really got a really strong pushback, yep. but unfortunately there's other examples where corporations didn't even think about letting him go. Well, I, I'll tell you, you know? what I think. A, obviously his comments were anti-Semitic. Okay. Um, but then why, why the power? Because what does he keep saying? You don't refer to me as a billionaire because in his mind, being a billionaire and how much money you have and how successful financially you are, that's his great worth that he's bringing to the table. And he wants everyone to refer to him and see him that way. And by the way, he says that because that's what our society is about. Yeah. I'm guilty of it. Yeah. I mean, anyone who knows me knows I love rich people. No, but um, a couple of years but ago, not over. Kanye said yeah. slavery was an option. And that never raised, like, we didn't have any of the pushback that we had two weeks ago. Right. You know, no one was calling Adidas to, you know, drop them. So why, you know, two weeks ago, the pushback to drop them? You know, and I just think his character has always been bad. Um, and I think he's always been, you know, a tough role model and a tough. Um, so, yeah, I really think. And, and I, you did say that not wearing your Adidas sneakers is like your small token. Mm -hmm. But I actually think that is, you know, 
if you do that and you tell other people to do, I think that's, yeah. you know, it does, it has more of an impact than you think. Um, Cause what else are we going to do? I mean, what else, what am I going to do? Right. Like, anyway, it just got me really thinking, um, seeing that panel last week and just what's going on in the world. And I had a moment, uh, we just, we had a team meeting earlier today and I literally had a moment where Stephanie on our team came in and her, our children go to the same school, happens to be a, a Jewish day school. And I literally saw her walking in and I, I, I had this strange flash of like, oh my God, if she came and told me that something happened at the school, like some type of terrorist attack or a bomb, just what would I do? It was a split second thought. Thank God I got it out of my head. But by the way, I think about that all the time. And I hate that that's what I live with or what I have to think about. Or, I mean, yeah, it just. I mean, that's the world we're living in. I think it's the, yes, you're right. And I know history repeats itself. I often think that the world we're living in today, which feels so upside down to me in so many ways, not just America, is what it must have felt like during World War II and the Holocaust. Again, not for just Jews, Blacks, gays, whoever it was in Germany, in Poland, in Europe, but in America, what it felt like and hearing about things that the world all over feels like there's this energy that is upside down, mm -hmm. that someone breaking into, you know, Nancy Pelosi's home with a hammer to attack her and ends up attacking her husband and not political at all, but just like, that's just wrong across the board. No joking about it. You just hands down say no. Mm -hmm. Just like when a kid's being bullied or beaten up, it's not wrong or right. It's just wrong. And adults have to stand up, but adults aren't standing up. Adults are not being adults. And frankly, it's just so scary. But as an adult, what do you think we've gone too far? Like, do you think we can pull it back? Yeah, of course. You can always. What I don't a, know because I haven't lived through. I haven't lived through. Like, I don't think. In are, you, my, are you citing my age again? No, I'm just saying I don't think I've lived through these thirty. You know, in my thirty-eight yeah. years, I think the last five or six years have been some of the craziest years in my life. And I don't know. You know, when can we pull it back? Can we? That's so interesting. When were you born? 84. 84. Okay. I think it's a true statement that the last, give or take, six or I, seven no, years. Have I been. think that's so yeah. interesting. Certainly within our adult lives, yes. Yeah. I would say I agree with that. Although I, the only thing I could bring to it is I lived in Israel in the 90s and experienced, thank God I wasn't in it, but certainly friends were and I witnessed bus bombs and terrorist attacks living in Israel. Mm -hmm. And remember, this was the 90s when everyone thought America was an island and so safe um, and it could never happen here. And then, of course, 9-11. Yep. Um, so. Hmm. All right. So character over cash in terms of our topic. Obviously, in current events, this is one example and a very impactful example. What, how do you think it relates to business? Because something you and I always talk about is, you know, we do a lot of marketing, but something we want 
people to always know mm -hmm. is, you know, our true characters and our, um, that we're trustworthy, that we're loyal. And, you know, those are super important to us because yep. it, and not just from a business standpoint, but also just from a well, human to human. Well, who we are. And exactly. I don't think we could live with ourselves or, you know, someone said to me, um, I can't lie because I blush right. <laughs> when I do. So, or I won't look you in the eye. So, um, so I don't lie, but, um, but the, the best feedback I get from our newsletters or when we do our market updates is that they're even, and we give both sides and we're not just Pollyannish, just saying how great the market is. Mm -hmm. Um, we really try to give as even of a report as possible. And of course, in life, there's gray. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think also being upfront and honest, again, it comes back to help you um, and also saves time and saves, you know, I mean, why would I want to inflate someone's, you know, from a business standpoint, I'd rather be upfront with them and be honest and tell them what I think the listing price is going to be. Um, oh, that's so interesting. You know? Saves time because- Sure. Yeah. If you're, if you start so high and We're you know it's sit really, on the market, it's going to sit on the market. You know, you're going to have to have that conversation. Yeah, fantastic. Eventually. I collected a listing, but right. if it's not going to sell, right. I'm just wasting everyone's time. Yeah. And sometimes those are hard conversations um, on both sides, you know, to. Listen, no one wants uh, conflict or have to have difficult conversations but we're certainly in a market where we have to have more of them. Mm -hmm. But what I'm finding, two things to say. First of all, we're at a point in our careers, thank God, where we can say to someone, we think that's too high price. You should go with that other broker who told you that's the price. If it's really only about pricing and they're not looking at the full picture. Mm -hmm. I'm finding when we're talking to sellers and talking about what's going on and the market, um, and we have to have those conversations about price reductions, for the most part, no one's surprised. Thank God we have smart, educated clients. Uh, they see what's going on in the world. They may not like it right. or like the news we're delivering, but mm -hmm. um, or necessarily say they're ready to make the move we're suggesting. Mm -hmm. However, I haven't gotten pushback saying, "What are you talking about? Yeah. You're, you're crazy," or you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I think. Right now, again, getting back to being honest and trustworthy and showing our character, it's really important because we're having conversations where selling might not be the right option. And, you know, the, the right option might be to rent or the right option might be to reduce the price or simply take the yep. take it off the market and let's talk again in a couple months. Um, I remember years ago, I was sitting with John Berger Shout out to John. John and I were pitching uh, a listing together at 4 East 72nd Street. And John made a comment that, this is years ago, that he made a, a comment to who, the seller who we were pitching to that I had brought John in because at the time it was a very high-end listing for me and, I, and they had known of John, so mm -hmm. they asked if we could do it together. Anyway, so... Um, John made a comment about how he always does what's right and tells the truth. And that one of his clients, he said at the time, and I forget the price of the apartment at the time, this is years ago, 8 million, whatever it was. It was a lot back then, um, 10 million. John said, don't sell. It's not the right time. 
And that always stayed with me. Mm-hmm. Thank God I'm at a place in my career now where I can say to someone, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the right time to sell, whatever the price of the apartment. Or if, you know, if you're looking to do something else, maybe it's not the time, not the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think honestly, yeah. this conversation that we're having ties directly into corporations and having their character because as a consumer, it puts us in the client position of, I look at those corporations that have done the right thing in the past or mm-hmm. have stood up for what's right. Yeah. And it's just like that triggers when I hear their brand, I remember they did what was right during Black Lives Matter or- right. Your comment about you know a corporation or a brand that takes a stand, it's funny. So I remember during Black Lives Matter, you remember who did it first? Mm-hmm. Then everyone jumped on, jumps on the bandwagon. Not, yep. not for the wrong reason. I'd yep. rather see that than yep. jumping on the bandwagon for something negative. However, I remember who stood up for just last week. You know, I stand against anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. So, or stand against racism. Or um, when there was anti-Muslim attacks. Um and I, I remember thinking, oh, the, the first people that posted, it really struck me. Mm-hmm. Because in some ways, you have to be, you not some ways, you have to be brave to be different. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, I know I do it sometimes, I think, oh, should I post that? Is that going too much the one way? Is that too political? Um, and try to stay neutral. But being truthful is scary. And it's scary, but I think that you, if you, in your gut, you know, it's right. You have to always do what you know is right. Got it. Okay. I have a section that I want to, I have a question for you. God. Okay. Yeah. Cause this is a topic we discuss in our house a lot. Um, and we don't agree Don and I, so okay. when you, can you separate sort of related to what we're talking about? Can you separate the artist from the art. Okay. So no lie. Also in our meeting this morning, I don't know why some, Oh, I know what happened. Um, the Woody Allen movie, take the money and run. Yep. Did you ever see that movie? Nope. But that's one example that okay. comes up. Yep. Literally my father took me to that movie. It's the first Woody Allen movie I ever saw. My dad was a huge Woody Allen fan. I was. Um, take the Money and Run, went and saw that movie. It was a double feature with Bananas. But there's a scene in Take the Money and Run where he Virgil was being punished in prison, and his punishment was to go into solitary confinement for three days with an insurance salesman. Mm-hmm. And you see them walking in and the, the insurance guy talking about like insurance, which is saying how boring it was and that would kill him unto itself. But I literally thought, oh my God, Woody Allen, is it okay because it was 50 years ago? Right. Um, Can you separate the So let's start. From the Will you play, would you play Kanye at a party? Uh, No. Okay. Would you, would you play Michael Jackson? Um, Ish. I don't know the answer. I mean, right. This is the conversation. Okay. Right. I, so what do you take I, a stand? Right. Do you, if someone does something terrible. Right. Um, 
you know, look at Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. I mean, I, you know what? And then is there, and then to your point, is yeah. there a time period where it's, there's an aspect of forgiveness? Right. Is there, or is it just no? Well, so here's something interesting. We're, these are human beings. Everyone can make a mistake. Right. So if it's something where they admit they, um, own, own, and you know, what's the word they, uh, I think when they, if they show like yeah. remorse, remorse and, and trying to get better, yeah. not just for public right. consumption, but truly authentically, mm-hmm. then I think there's something there. Um, so that brings up some of these corporations, some of these corporations that got things wrong. Right. Um, you know, for example, Equinox. Equinox got, as a company, they hosted a lunch for the Trump administration. Right. Everyone, like, boycotted Equinox, dropped their gym memberships. Like, every gay in New York panicked because mm-hmm. there was no other gym to go to. Right. You know, and I think Equinox kind of doubled down. <laughs> right. And did what's right. Um, you know, they've invested in LGBTQ um, youth. And I think they've almost done what's right. So now it's like, can you forget that they hosted a lunch in Southampton? Like, I don't know because I don't think we can live our lives always holding something against someone. But when it ties into a story like Adidas and Kanye. Right. Well, it, it's, it's also, soon. it's very fresh. Mm-hmm. Yep. So listen, uh, look at the Sackler family and the opioid mm-hmm. crisis. And they made a fortune. They say every great fortune, you know, was made off of something illegal yep, or, yep. or not ethical or moral. The Sackler family have given tremendous amounts of money to non to nonprofits, and their names have been removed from many museums, including the Met. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so maybe over time, people will say, "Well, they're giving a lot of charity. They're yep. doing what's right. They're yep. they're making am- amends." Yep. Um, but when it comes to clients and our yep. relationship, I don't think there is enough time. So that's why I think it's so important to be truthful, to be honest, to be upfront, to always show our character. Because I truly believe we wouldn't have the time to get that client back. Well, And, and I wouldn't want to yeah. lose them anyway, but right. I don't think, you know, no. in our position, I don't think people sit around and say like, well, it's been a couple of years. Let me, um, <laughs> let me call that agent that right. I don't think they would. No, but you, as people get more successful, yeah, maybe their they mistakes see and those True. could get uh, forgotten. You know what though? I, I don't think that people, first of all, I believe that there's goodness in everyone. Mm-hmm. If you look at a baby that's born, I mean, they're a pure soul. Mm-hmm. Do I believe that there are a lot of, there are mentally ill people, that life is gray, that people can do the wrong thing in the moment or make the wrong choice, but people can make amends and can rehabilitate. So when do we know when someone's being authentic and real, when they apologize? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's hard, especially in our world with social media. Are they doing it just to kind of regain face or save face? Well, that's the question is like when you think about Adidas, like, do they truly believe they waited, in my opinion, they waited a couple days yeah. too long. You know, 
it could have been super impactful had they done it. I think the incident happened on a Friday. They could have done it on a Saturday or Sunday. Like there was so much push for them to do it. It's like, did they really, like where was their thinking? And as a brand, can we have full trust in them? Because yes, they dropped him, but they dropped him late. And it was because they had no, they were, their back was against the wall. So I guess what I'm saying is, you know, when can we fully trust that Adidas? That is so actually, that brings up such an interesting point because we live in this cancel society mm-hmm. where, and you see when someone, God, we saw it for, seems to have slowed down, but everyone was being accused of, you know, sexual harassment in the workplace and they'd be dropped immediately. Mm-hmm. And with Adidas, I'm actually a little sympathetic that you've got a board. This is a huge corporation. They had decisions to make. People had to weigh in. I think you're right. Absolutely. It would have been more impactful if they moved very quickly. However, there was no, there was nothing, there was no gray area. In my opinion, dropping him, there was no gray. Right. I mean, it was a outright awful thing that he did more from the light of Adidas. They didn't have like, they didn't have an option in my opinion. And they took, they took a long time. Um, you know, so I think to the point of now, should we all go out and buy Adidas? Not a hundred percent sure of that, but I'm not like, I wouldn't wear Adidas anyway, but I don't, mm-hmm. it's not that I wouldn't, but I'm not so sure. Some of these corporations there, it's like, what's driving them, I guess is the, is the. Well, you could, corporations so big. What about personally? When do you forgive someone? When does you know, how bad is the, when someone does something to you, when do you move on or move past and can you? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, it's hard. I mean, it's hard in business. It's hard in, um, you know, there'll be, there'll be times where, I mean, something so simple, but like a friend sells their apartment, not with us. Right. You know, I mean, it's not going to like crush me. But it's just a little like, how dare they? Yeah. Like, my God. You know, but then now you've just struck a core. People realize oh. that it would have been better if they did listen. Kirk to sent me, <laughs> Kirk sent me a text this morning of Chris Cuomo talking about actions speak louder than words. And I said, what is this like a message? I said, no, I just wanted to like, was he trying to tell you something? I, yeah, he said he wasn't. He just said, no, Cuomo was making a weird face. That's why he sent it. So um, anyway, um, it's certainly interesting. And to come back to, we're living in difficult times yep. or complex times. Mm-hmm. And um, But at the core, I truly believe people are good and there's light. I'll tell you what, what makes me sad is that Lily... And she's been saying this since she's been nine, she's 11 going on 12, that she basically feels the world is not a good place. She's a happy kid. She mm-hmm. loves her friends. She thinks she has a great life, but she thinks overall that I, I'm always saying to her, but one person can make all the difference and a leader can choose to go in either direction. Mm-hmm. But, but I think she, that goes yeah. to what we're saying here is that these kids saw what happened. Like they see how long it takes a company to make a decision Mm -hmm. or they see 
how long it takes someone to like come around and apologize. And it's like, when I was saying like, have we gone too far that we can't pull back? No, I think we can pull back. I just think we all need to really be strong about pulling back. And when I think be a little quicker and a little more aggressive with the taking a stance mm -hmm. and being, um, but I agree. I think, I mean, it's, it's tough for an 11 year old to comprehend all this. I mean, we can't even understand and it it's, all. And certainly in my lifetime, when I was younger, Right. It wasn't being bombarded at me every moment because of social media. Truthfully, but Lily's 11, again, I said the last six years mm -hmm. where she's really been like conscious and viewing oh, so and digesting right. and she wasn't four. Right. These have been some really yes. interesting years. Yes. So I get it. Okay. So a <laughs> little bit of a heavier talk today, but um, certainly it was something we talked about. It was on our minds. Um, but in the end, you know what? I'll come back to, and I pray Lily changes her mindset, but I truly believe that all people have goodness in them. Mm -hmm. I really do believe that. Um, and, you know, they say when you're making a, a speech, just be authentic. Even if you're fumbling over words and umming and that words from the heart go to the heart. Mm -hmm. And I believe that if you can connect with a human being um, at their heart place, that you can bring goodness out. So how do you teach that to the yeah. next generation? To my girls. Hopefully I teach them by example. Lily, I, I reminded Lily, we were talking about COVID last night and um, living, you know, when we were all in living mm -hmm. And, and um, she at one point said to me, Abba, you don't smile anymore. And that so took me back. And I said, last night we were talking, I said, do you remember when you said that? And she said, you yeah, know, she did. And I said, oh, that upset me so much. And she said, why? And I said, because I don't want to teach my child or to not be happy or to think that her father's not happy mm -hmm. or that I don't have the control to change my, I'm not saying you have to be happy in every moment or joyful in every mm -hmm. moment, but I do teach her that you can have some control over your emotions and your thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I guess, how do I teach them by example? And <laughs> I fuck up plenty as we all do, but um, do you think people are ultimately good in the world? I think some people are, I think some people, have gotten corrupted. Okay, but that's and, corrupted. Yeah, ultimately, sure. Ultimately, yeah. when you go to their core. No, I think there's bad people in the world. I don't, I mean, I think it's a very, I can't, no, I can't say there's, I can't say everybody's good. Oh, I, I mean, I, I can I think of some examples that. of yes. historical people yes. that, no, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. They're not good people. Well, they um, say in Judaism, they say that certain souls. Yeah cease being and they don't go to heaven yeah but i think for the most part there's good in a lot of people and i think you know i think finding that is important um and i'm with you i think time you know you can get over things and talk about things mm -hmm. and grow together but but no i don't think every i don't think everyone on this planet is a good person because if they were a lot of this stuff would not be happening that we unfortunately live through and and watch so
True. But some of that's taught. But some of that's taught. Yes. Yeah. Or a lot of it's taught. Yeah. So, okay. Should we wrap this up? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have episodes coming out bi-monthly. And if you guys have questions on this podcast or any of our latest podcasts, um, feel free to leave us a question on our Instagrams. I am Tim P. Malone, NYC. And Stephen Cohen, NY. We'll see you guys next time.